Chapter Twenty Four of Quit Your Worrying by George Wharton James. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gillian Hendry. Worry versus indifference. The aim and object of all striving in life should be to grow more human, more humane, less selfish, more helpful to our fellows. Any system of life that fails to meet this universal need is predestined to failure. When, therefore, I urge upon my readers that they quit their worrying about their husbands or wives, sons and daughters, neighbours and friends, the wicked and the good, I do not mean that they are to harden their hearts and become indifferent to their welfare. God forbid! No student of the human heart, of human life, and of the Bible can long ignore the need of a caution upon these lines. The sacred writer knew what he was talking about when he spoke of the human heart as deceitful and desperately wicked. It is deceitful, or it would never blind people as it does to the inutility, the futility, of much of their goodness, a goodness that is wrapped up in a napkin and lies unused for the benefit of others rots and becomes a putrid mass of corruption it can only remain good by being unselfishly used for the good of others and to prove that the human heart is desperately wicked one needs only to look at the suffering endured by mankind unnecessarily suffering that organised society ought to prevent and render impossible the parable of the lost sheep was written to give us this needful lesson the shepherd, when he found one of his sheep gone, did not sit down and wring his hands in foolish and useless worry as to what would happen to the sheep, the dangers that would beset it, the thorns, the precipices, the wolves. Nor did he count over the times he had cautioned the sheep not to get away from its fellows. Granted that it was conceited, self-willed, refused to listen to counsel, disobedient, the main fact in the mind of the shepherd was that it was lost, unprotected, in danger, afraid, cold, hungry, longing for the sheepfold, the companionship of its fellows, and the guardianship of the shepherd. Hence he went out eagerly and sympathetically, and searched until he found it and brought it back to shelter. This, then, should be the spirit of those who have heeded my caution and advice to quit their worrying about their loved ones and others. Do not worry, but do not, under any consideration, become hard-hearted, careless, or indifferent. Better by far preserve your interest and the human tenderness that leads you to the useless and needless expenditure of energy and sympathy in worry than that you should let your loved ones suffer without any care thought or endeavour on their behalf but do not let it be a sympathy that leads to worry let it be helpful stimulating directive energising in the good overcome evil with good resist evil and it will flee from you so long as those you love are absorbed in the things that, in the past, have led you to worry over them. Be tender and sympathetic with them. Surround them with your holy and helpful love. Jesus was tender and compassionate with all who were sick or diseased 
in body or mind. He was never angry with any, save the proud and self-righteous Pharisees. He tenderly forgave the adulterous woman, justified the publican, and never lectured or rebuked those who came to have their bodily and mental infirmities removed by him. Let us then be tender with the erring and the sinful, rather than censorious and full of rebuke. Is it not the better way to point out the right? Overcome the evil with the good, and thus bind our erring loved ones more firmly to ourselves. Surely our own errors, failures, weaknesses and sins ought to have taught us this lesson. In the bedroom of a friend where I recently slept was a card on which was illuminated these words, which bear particularly upon this subject. Quote, the life that has not known and accepted sorrow is strangely crude and untaught. It can neither help nor teach, for it has never learned. The life that has spurned the lesson of sorrow, or failed to read it aright, is cold and hard. But the life that has been disciplined by sorrow is courageous and full of holy and gentle love. End quote. And it is this holy, gentle and courageous love that we need to exercise every day towards those who require it, rather than the worry that frets, still more irritates, and widens the gulf already existent. So, reader, don't worry, but help, sympathetically and lovingly. And above all, don't become indifferent, hard-hearted and selfish. End of chapter 24